want to start in Colossians chapter 4, but uh, two great testimonies. I want to talk about Thanksgiving today, and uh, we truly have so much to be thankful for in the Lord, don't we, all the people said. I was just uh, thinking as uh, Raylene was giving her testimony there, I remember going to visit Auntie Joan MacDonald um, in Wyala in the last years of her life. She did come to the Lord eventually, um, but uh, I remember her telling me the story that, um, well, I imagine it must have been the late 50s or early 60s, that um, Joan would be hanging out the washing and uh, Raylene would be following her around with the Bible preaching to her and... Uh, <laughs> said she was relentless. She was obviously really stirred up and excited about her experience, how that God had filled her with the Spirit. And, of course, it bore fruit in the end because I think it was probably the 1980s, I think, when uh, Joan and Roy finally uh, came along. And uh, I remember having fellowship with them both in Whaler and we'd go down to meetings at Cleve and it was a great time, praise the Lord. Um, so it's just uh, another reminder, isn't it, to... Just persist with our preaching. Cast your bread on the waters and after many days it'll return. It doesn't go out void. But uh, God's got a purpose in it all, praise the Lord. Um, so you're probably already in Colossians. I haven't got there yet because I'm too busy talking, but anyway. Colossians chapter 4 uh, and verse 2. And it says here, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Um so continue means to continue, funny about that, uh, adhere to, to persist, to persevere, uh, to be constant. And I'm sure we can all relate to that. It's talking just really, it's encouraging us about a good daily habit of seeking the Lord. And uh, as we do, he blesses us, looks after us and reminds us that he's with us, praise the Lord. And then the other bit is, uh, and watch in the same, which means to give strict attention to um, or to watch, as in think about uh, a watchman on a, um, you know, on a tower or uh, on top of a walled city, on, on the wall there. And uh, uh, that person's job is to watch out for the enemy so that no one can uh, sort of sneak up and there's not going to be a surprise attack. And I suppose in the Lord we guard against complacency, uh, bitterness, all kinds of things that can uh, perhaps take us away from that place of constantly seeking the Lord and rejoicing in the Lord and uh, that can take away from our joy in the Lord if we let them. Uh, Jude verse 20, verses where, well, you know, we, we know very well, talks about building our faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, doesn't it? So it's something that we do constantly because... Um, well, we need to do it. But uh, what I want to get to is uh, at the end of verse 2 there, it says, with thanksgiving. So it talks about seeking the Lord, um, being mindful of the Lord, drawing near to the Lord in our heart and our mind uh, with thanksgiving. And uh, we do have so much to thank the Lord for. We think about our own testimony. We've just heard two wonderful testimonies of changed lives and God blessing and keeping people through difficult times. And it makes us reflect on our own life, doesn't it, and what the Lord's uh, done for us. And it builds us up so it's good to count our blessings, to think on everything God's 
uh, done for us um, because it makes us uh, feel thankful uh, and we need to have a thankful attitude and mindset and to give thanks to the Lord and remind ourselves of our position in the Lord that we're now sons and daughters of the living God and that God sent his only begotten son uh, to die for us. Uh, thanksgiving gives us perspective in life because even as we've just heard, there can be uh, challenges and difficult challenges in life. But thanksgiving uh, and a thankful attitude, it gives us perspective because we're able to view everything in life from a high vantage point, from a place of uh, remembering who we are and who God has made us, sons and daughters of the living God. I remember um, going on a drive with my dad one day because he, um, I don't know if you've ever looked at the a map of the top of Spencer Gulf, but it's quite unusual. Um, Spencer Gulf sort of narrows quite quickly up around, just north of Wyala and Port Pirie. And so, um, bit of trivia, not that it's particularly relevant to the talk, but now that I'm talking about Spencer Gulf, why not? Um, Spencer Gulf actually is quite unique because at the top it takes quite a long time for the seawater to, that, that flows up to the top to empty back out, which makes it quite a unique ecosystem. And I remember my dad when I was a young boy trying to explain it all to me, and I just couldn't quite picture it in my mind. And so then one day, Dad, uh, on a Saturday, we went for a drive and we went up uh, through um, the Flinders Ranges to a, a place called Horrocks Lookout in Horrocks Pass there. And from this high vantage point, you could actually see Wyala, you could see further down to Cowl and places like that. You could see Port Pirie, you could see all the top of... Um, Spencer Gulf, like north was that way. That's why I'm waving my arms around. Sorry, I've got a habit of doing that. But Port Augusta was up the top there and I could see the whole shape of it and how it worked. And it's still a picture in my mind to this day because I suppose I enjoyed this day with my dad where we went on this trip and he showed me it and I enjoyed it and I can just still remember it to this day. We were at this high vantage point where I could see clearly things that I hadn't been able to see uh, before. And when we draw near to the Lord and when we're thinking about who God's made us and what the Lord's done for us, it just gives us, well, this uh, thankful attitude, doesn't it? Um, we're uplifted as we think on these things. The Lord's, uh, I suppose what I'm saying is the Lord's lifted us up into heavenly places. It says we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and we're able to view the big picture of, you know, sure, there's whatever might be happening in life, good or difficult from day to day, but uh, when we draw near to the Lord with thanksgiving and he lifts us up and he reminds us of who he is, and who we are, and what he's able to do in our life. You know, we reflect on our testimony of how he changed our life completely when he filled us with the Holy Spirit. We might think about healings that have happened in our life and all sorts of things that have gone on, and he lifts us up, and we're viewing things from a point of view of God's on my side, and I'm going to live forever when Jesus Christ returns. And so we're viewing, you know, we're lifted up, uh, out of our present situation, so to speak, and we're viewing everything from that point of view of the Lord's on my side. We're seated in heavenly places with him. So thanksgiving gives us perspective. 
Uh, and, you know, things come to mind like I remember Pastor Laurie giving a talk in Wyala many years ago, um, and it's funny the things that you remember from time to time, but I just remember him saying the problem's temporary but the victory's permanent, and it's so true. Whatever might be happening in our life, from day to day, when Jesus Christ returns and we rise up the, uh, in the air to, to meet the Lord in the air and we're changing the twinkling of an eye, that's going to be a permanent, everlasting, all problems solved, all sicknesses healed, every problem taken care of for all eternity, no more tears or sorrow, that'll be all in an instant. And we can view things now that we're spirit-filled from that perspective. We just heard about a sister who was in a, a difficult situation. And one I can only imagine how she felt at the time. But somehow, because of the love of God and because of the Holy Ghost, she had hope in her heart and mind. There was something greater than herself, which of course was the Lord, saying, I'm with you. And I've got an answer and a solution and I'm not going to leave you nor forsake you. So, uh, you know, the problem's temporary but the victory's permanent. Um, God's with us. We've got an eternal future because of that. God's bigger than any problem and he's able to help. The Lord is able to lift us up so that we view things from that perspective. Yes, I've got things going on in my life, but I've got the Lord. I've got salvation. I've got forgiveness. And I've got answers because I know as I walk by faith and just trust in the Lord, the Lord will take care of all my needs according to his, uh, supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory. God's bigger than any problem and he's able to help. Um, I remember Ramundo. Who, know, who knows Ramundo Hurtado? He's a great brother in the Lord. Um, I remember him giving a talk in Wyala many years ago and it was called The Big Hairy Man on the Beach. You might wonder, what was that talk about? Well, what it was about was when he was a boy, before he came to the Lord, he was playing on the beach and, you know, just a small boy. Uh, by the way, the talk wasn't The Big Hairy Man on the Beach wasn't about him, in case you were wondering. <laughs> But he was a small boy on the beach playing, I don't know, building a sandcastle or whatever he was doing at the time. Um, and uh, these bigger boys came up to give him a hard time. There was a number of them. They were all bigger than him. And as they approached him and as they started giving him a bit of a hard time, he said, I wasn't worried. Now, you might wonder why that was. Well, the reason was that as he looked over their shoulders... He could see his dad coming. His dad was, dad was bigger than all of them. And, um, quite an imposing looking man and, you know, uh, very hairy Spanish man. I suppose he had his bathers on and what have you. And so Ramundo said, I wasn't worried because as I looked over their shoulder, I knew my dad was coming and he was going to take care of everything. And he did and everything turned out fine. So, and uh, of course that's, our God, isn't it, that uh, cares for us with a great care, so much so that he sent his son to die so that we might live. might just have a look at one more quick one on uh, Thanksgiving, just back in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. It is a great life in the Lord, isn't it? Because um, 
well, it's the best life of all and we can be having, you know, a wonderful day, but it gets even better when we just stop and think about the Lord's love in our life and that he gave his life to save us and uh, that we are truly blessed people. Philippians 4 verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, uh, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And really, that's the things of the Lord, isn't it? That's the righteousness that he's brought. Sorry, brush my teeth this morning, can't do a thing with them. Um, You know, that's the things that God's done in our life, isn't it? That's the... uh, the blessing of the Lord in our life. And as it says, as we think on these things, well, verse 9 goes on, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So it brings peace to us, doesn't it? It brings that perspective where we're lifted up by the love of God and we're viewing everything in life from that viewpoint. I mean, tomorrow I'll be at work and no doubt there'll be challenges that go with it. Um, but isn't it great just to be able to take a step back from everything and think, well, Lord, I'm saved and you're on my side and I don't need to strive about getting the job done. I can just rest in you and do my best as a testimony for you and uh, you'll do the rest. And it's uh, it's just a real comfort to know that we're never alone that we don't have to come up with all the answers or do things in our strength, but we can rest in the strength of the Lord. And he said he'll bless everything we put our hand to, and he's promised to bless us in life. Um, if we just go to Exodus chapter 14, story no doubt that we know very well. And this is the story here of the children of Israel. They've been mightily set free from uh, slavery in Egypt. God sent Moses and worked mightily, you know, sent the plagues upon Egypt, let my people go. And finally, Pharaoh had to relent and let the children of Israel go because that was what the Lord wanted. And God's purpose and will for them was achieved and they were set free. Um, but then, of course, um, things happened. Pharaoh changed his mind and he decided that uh, he was going to send... Um, his army after the children of Israel and they're trapped against the Red Sea with no natural way out. And in verse 10, and when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them and they were sore afraid and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And they said to Moses, uh, because there was no graves in Egypt and so on and so forth. So they were, they were, um, afraid, questioning things in their own mind. Um, and uh, so forth. But uh, what I wanted to get to was verse 13. And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, uh, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. 
And the Lord said to Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. And, uh, of course, in verse 19, if we just skip through the story here, so they're trapped against the Red Sea. God says to Moses, go forward. I'll take care of things. Verse 19, And the angel of the Lord which went before the camp of Israel removed and went behind them, and the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And uh, so, you know, God stood between them and their enemy. He protected them. He uh, he was watching over them, and the Lord's there to look after us and comfort us in our time of need. Verse 25, uh, and he did a few things to uh, defeat the, the uh, army of Pharaoh there. This one I find rather amusing. He took off their chariot wheels that they drove heavily. Now, you can imagine if you tried to drive your car to the meeting today and the wheels came off, I imagine you'd drive heavily, um, and so did they. So that the Egyptians said, let us flee, flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. And the Lord said to Moses, stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians and upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared and the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. So, Amazing victory here. Um, the Lord said to Moses to speak to the children of Israel to go forward and the Lord worked in a way that I imagine was beyond their imagination. Who could have imagined that this would be God's solution to the situation, that he would open up the Red Sea, make a way for his people and then when they'd a clean escaped, he just closed the sea over them again over the uh, over the Egyptians, and they were free. And really it's a type of our baptism um, and how that, uh, you know, we buried the old way of life and the Lord through filling us with the Holy Spirit, with the Bible evidence of speaking in tongues, a new language that we've never learnt and that we don't understand, but a miracle from God. If you're new here today, it's available to you. You can know the Lord and the Lord is able to make a way of escape from your old life like he made for the children of Israel here. They escaped clean across the Red Sea, it was closed again, and the old life was over the other side, defeated. And they now had a new life that God had made available to them and a promised land to come. And for us, Jesus Christ, the Bible says, is coming back and we're going to live forever with the Lord. And in the meantime, he says, I've promised to meet all of your needs, to look after you, to care for you, to help you. And he's just, uh, he loves us and he's patient with us to just keep bringing us back to the right direction uh, if we're in difficulty or whatever, to persist with us. I know he's persisted with me down through the years when I think about my, you know, humanness. And the Lord just continues to persist with us, teach us, guide us and direct us. And he did it here with the children of Israel as well because, um, you know, they were scared even though the Lord had, you know, he'd sent the plagues on uh, Egypt, he'd delivered them with a mighty hand and being human, yet still when this situation came, they were fearful, what's going to happen? And I suppose that's that's our human nature, that's the flesh, isn't it? But what did the Lord do here? Um, you know, he understood 
he persisted with them, he persisted with them, he overlooked uh, their weakness and he just directed them. You know, they were, they were sore afraid and they cried out and, you know, Moses, should you have really brought us here and all this sort of thing. And uh, what did the Lord say here? Um, well, Moses said in verse 13, don't be scared, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord uh, that he'll show you today. And in verse 14, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Um, and... Uh, and I just love that bit uh, about in verse 15 there. Where, why do you cry to me? I've already taken care of it. Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. Um, I've won the victory here. And the reason why um, I wanted to go to this story was because this idea of speak to the children of Israel that they go forward reminded me of uh, Thanksgiving. Because it was, it seems to me that it was go forward with an anticipation of the Lord doing something. You know, go forward and I'll take care of it. Um, of the Lord making a way and he did big time, more than they could have imagined. Um, and Thanksgiving is a little bit like that idea of, uh, moving forward. Thanksgiving is a statement, an action, a belief, uh, it's a statement of faith. Lord, I'm expecting you to answer. If we're, you know, if we have a need, Lord, I'm expecting you to answer. I believe, uh, that you'll solve this. I believe that you've got the answer. I believe you're able to comfort me, strengthen me, uh, show me what to do in this situation. Um, Thanksgiving is when something hasn't happened yet. But you know God's ability to do it or take care of it is real. It's a, uh, he's able to, faith lifts us up to see that I know God's got an answer here. A little bit like what I was telling you about earlier that, you know, going to Horrocks, um, look out. <laughs> um, it, it's a picture in my mind that I suppose I can still remember, you know, 40 something years later. Um, and God's able to plant a picture in my, our mind that, you know, by faith, I'm going to take care of your need. It's a little bit like Hebrews 11, uh, verse 1, isn't it? Uh, I better not misquote it, so I'll just quickly read it to you. Hebrews 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And that word substance means the ground or confidence. And, you know, most of us are standing or, you know, we're sitting at the moment, but we're sort of, our chair's on the ground, isn't it? Something that upholds you, supports you, so we don't fall further or whatever the case may be. Um, so faith is the substance or the ground or confidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we, we know these verses well, but praise the Lord as we, as we stop and reflect on the love of God in our life. And it's a good thing to count our blessings uh, at different times and to stop and recount to ourselves what the Lord's done in our life because it becomes part of that ground or confidence, that assurance that, well, Lord, you did this for me, so you're able to do this for me. And uh, it's just an ongoing thing that we're going to do till 
the Lord returns, isn't it? Um, it's human nature to feel fear at different times, to worry or to dwell on situations and perhaps become anxious about things. You know, what's going to happen in a particular situation or just the pressures of life or whatever the case may be. But as we pray with thanksgiving and as we just have a thankful and a thanksgiving attitude um, in our life, it gets our mind off of ourselves and onto uh, the good stuff, the love of God in our life, what he's done, what he's able to do, and uh, it gives us peace, doesn't it? Praise the Lord. Um, God's given us the power, like the Bible says, you'll receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you'll be witnesses for me, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. God's given us power through the Holy Ghost to move our thinking uh, to a place of peace, of assurance that we're in God's hands and that God's got everything in hand. And I think thanksgiving is a part of that, where as we stop and take uh, take account of what the Lord's done in our life and that he's bigger than any problem, it gives us that assurance and strength to uh, continue on uh, towards the Lord's return. Um, it's interesting... We read it before, but I'll, I'll just uh, read it again. In Philippians 4, uh, verse 8, where it talks about whatsoever things are honest, uh, just, pure, lovely, good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, and it, it means fix, uh, take account of or fix your mind upon. And at different times, we need to do that, don't we? It's like we've got to just stop. Perhaps the natural mind's playing up a bit, getting anxious, um, you know, taking us down a road where we know that's just counterproductive or whatever the case may be. Um, and we've got to stop ourselves. Hang on, my mum's trying to call me. Just yeah. <laughs> I did tell her I was at church today, but mum doesn't always remember these things. Never mind. Hopefully she doesn't keep trying to ring. Sometimes she does. But uh, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, fix your mind. Oh, don't be distracted. <laughs> you know, fix your mind on take account of. You know, add it all up in our mind, um, what the Lord's done. Um, and as we do, we're just reminded, you know, we can we can stop our mind going down a natural path the old man sort of path. Um, yeah, here she's again. <laughs> um, you know, the old man sort of way of thinking and we're able to fix our mind on the promises of God and take account of everything he's done for us, everything he's promised, and it's the, it, it becomes the ground, the confidence, the rock on which we stand and praise the Lord. We've got so much to give thanks for, and one is that we're not alone, that in every uh, in everything we know he's with us. And I think it says in one place, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. Uh, praise the Lord. Um, why Thanksgiving? Well, I uh, did a little bit of research um According to the Harvard Medical School, 
Uh, gratefulness, which is really the same as thanksgiving, comes from the Latin uh, gratia or gratia. Uh, not sure how to pronounce that, but someone might be able to help me afterwards. Where we get grace from, where we get gratefulness from. It's said that gratefulness recognises that the source of goodness in a person's life lies outside of themselves. And that's never more true than in the Lord. And all the people said. I mean, in a natural sense, people do these things and they found a connection there between, you know, being grateful for the things that are around us and finding the good things around us and being grateful for them, uh, is actually helpful in life. Um, so being thankful for other people that are around us and for us, our brothers and sisters in Christ. What a blessing. You know, we're all different from different walks of life, many of us from different countries. And so, um, you know, we're different in the natural, but now we're bound by one thing, aren't we? The love of God and that Jesus is coming back and we want to be there and that our number one thing in life is to keep on keeping on in the Lord, give thanks and encourage each other in the same and do it together. Um, and that's a great thing because, you know, the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive and it's amazing how, you know, uh, we give to others and then in our time of need, others in the Lord are there for us with a word of encouragement, prayer or whatever the case may be that uh, helps us to continue on in the Lord. And uh, it's interesting, if we just go back to Colossians chapter 3, because it's it talked in chapter 4 about, you know, being watchful in prayer with thanksgiving. But just before that, it talks about some of these things, you know, stuff that's close to home. Uh, let's Where shall we start? Colossians 3, verse 17. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So, you know, it, it goes on to talk a bit about servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men please, this is verse 22, sorry, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And this is this perspective thing, isn't it? That sometimes... um you know, the boss might be asking us to do something that we think is difficult. Um, or, and you know, if, if we're being asked to do something illegal or ungodly, of course, we make a stand and say, look, I really want to do the right thing by you wherever I can. That's what the Bible says to do. But um, there's a line there. I'm a spirit-filled Christian. I believe in God. And God says the right thing to do is this. And I believe that if we approach things in that way, you know, often... Our masters, according to the flesh, will respect us for having good standards. That's what makes us a good employee in the first place, that we really do genuinely try and do the best thing we can by our boss because of things like verse 17. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. We we try and serve our boss well, because we're happy in the Lord, because the Lord loves us, he saved us, and, and so we just want to do the right thing in thanks to God for saving us. 
And so, you know, we've got this perspective thing where the Lord's lifted us up and we're looking past the natural people that are around us and how they might treat us from time to times or mistreat us. And we're looking towards the love of God and thanking the Lord for our salvation. And then, because he's lifted us up, we're able to pass that on to others and render good for evil and show people the love of God that they might get saved and uh, know the truth that we do. But it goes on to some other things. Verse 18, uh, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as is fit in the Lord. So, you know, our wives are a wonderful testimony of loving their husbands and being uh, cooperative. And we we work together in the Lord because we've learnt what love is. Jesus Christ showed us when he gave his life to save us. Um, husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. At time, from time to time, we might disagree about something, but we've learned about the love of God and that as we love our neighbour as ourselves, as we would love, want to be loved, as we give love, then, you know, it comes back to us and it makes for a blessed relationship uh, in the Lord. And uh, I always find it really helpful when I think about husbands love your wives. In Ephesians 5, it talks about uh, husbands love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And I just think, wow. I know, you know, we know how the Lord's loved us. We know that, we know that Jesus gave his life to save us. And so it's been very helpful to me over the years. Um, I mean, I'm not perfect, just ask Jenny. But, <laughs> but um, it's always been a really encouraging thing for me to think that's the mark. Jesus loved me first and he, he was willing to sacrifice uh, his own well-being. He came from glory in the right hand of God and laid down his life so that you might be saved, so that I might be saved. You know, he saw me afar off when I was a sinner, when I used his name as a swear word. Um, and he, you know, he saw me afar off and 2,000 years ago, he gave his life to save me. And again, if you're new here today, you might, you know, regret some things that have happened in your life, things that you've done in your life. Sometimes we look at ourselves in the mirror and so to speak, and perhaps we don't like everything that we see, but Jesus gave his life to forgive us for all of it so that we would be removed from our sin and the old man like the east from the west, like the children of Israel who were across the other side of the Red Sea and the old uh, way, the old life, the slavery and the oppression of Egypt was gone, never to return. And that's the opportunity that God gives us through his son. And we just encourage you to grab it with both hands. You won't regret it. The Lord will give you a wonderful life and eternal life when Jesus Christ returns. Praise the Lord. I better just check on. Oh yeah, I'm pretty much out of time. So what else have we got here? So, uh, children obey your parents in all things for this is well pleasing unto the Lord. So as you know, kids, sometimes mum and dad might be saying, don't do this. They love you. Do it this way, because that's what the Bible says, or whatever the case may be. Um, and parents, sometimes it's helpful to invoke a higher power when you're trying to encourage or convince your children to do something. You know, the Lord wants us to do it this way, because he loves us. 
and we're going to heaven. And perhaps that, that, uh, can be helpful. But, you know, kids submit to your parents. They love you. And sometimes we've got family that aren't in the Lord. Well, if we apply the Lord's way of doing things, then we can win them for the Lord. Sometimes maybe we might not get treated the way we wish that uh, we could be, but the Lord loves you. Jesus is coming back for you, and your stand that you make in the Lord is going to win you a reward that is beyond the imagination. We, you know, we can only imagine what it's going to be like to be changed in the twinkling of an eye, but we know and we give thanks to the Lord because we know it's coming. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. We know it's going to happen because God filled us with the Spirit. He's, he's blessed us. He's changed our life and we know there's another change to come that's going to be, well, incredible. Um, and you know, as we, as we seek the Lord and count our blessings and give thanks to the Lord for the things that he's done in our life, um, you know, it galvanizes us. You know, we might be at work tomorrow and it says, as much as lies within you, dwell peaceably with all men. So, you know, there might be challenges, but if we think, okay, Lord, I'm going to apply your way of doing it, one thing's for sure, he'll bless you for doing it and he'll keep you and he'll give you peace in your heart and mind. We read about that before, that, well, I'm doing the right thing and this is going to reap an eternal reward. So doing the right thing galvanizes us. I was down at, I'm, I'm, I was down at Karakalinga yesterday painting the shelter because it's getting rusted above, above our caravan. And full disclosure, saying I'm not a tradesman doesn't even cover it. <laughs> Office worker to the core. Um, but you know, you've got to paint this stuff on because it, you know, well, basically it protects against rust, um, and keeps the building up. And as we, uh, and as we, uh, apply ourselves to the things of the Lord, well, um, the Lord galvanizes us. He strengthens us and he gives us armor against the things of this world so that we don't rust. And that we, uh, we, uh, keep on going from strength to strength until Jesus returns. I had heaps of other stuff, but, uh, we might just finish in 1 John chapter 3, because I think my time's pretty much up. Verse 1. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. It's incredible, isn't it? You know, we didn't deserve it. I know for certain I didn't deserve it. And yet the Lord came and found us and put us in a situation like this, looking forward to eternal life. Some of us have grown up in the fellowship and perhaps didn't have that amazing change in your life, but God still saw you afar off and perhaps he brought your parents along first so that you could be here and avoid the kind of life that some of us endured out there in this world. Um, and if you're new, you can have a new life today. Just ask the Lord. You know, put your trust in him. He loves you so much that he sent his only son to die so that you might live. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knows us not because it knew him not. 
So people won't always understand. Don't, don't be, um, unsettled by it. The difference is key. The fact that you are different to others is showing, speaking to them that there's something that they don't know about. The love of God that Jesus died for them. Verse 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So we're going to see him in his eternal form. Like I think it was Peter and James and John on, on top of the mountain when he was transfigured. When he returns, we'll see him like that. And we'll be like him. Amazing, isn't it? Verse 3, And every man that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he's pure. So, you know, we we keep looking up to the Lord. We keep reminding ourselves, don't we, about the hope that we have and it uplifts us, it purifies us, it inspires us. The Holy Ghost works in us to keep us focused and walking right on to the Lord's return, which is where we want to finish up. And all the people said...